your experience as an adult being a creative and being once again being uh, being a minority of being a black woman and there's not many black women i'm sure in the spaces that you've entered before so what what's been that experience like for you as an adult we talked a lot about like your adolescence and growing up with it but now as um growing up and you're a woman now you're 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 fine you're being able to hit your stride as an actress what's it like being on top of those things being an actress of color it's interesting um i think it's also it depends on which mar- where what market you're in like so the bay area is um you know they they try to be um as aware of types you know um as possible and so i think that for the most part they do try to like so if you're if you're even when you're submitting for stuff, right? You do see a little bit of variation where it's like African-American female, African-American male, um, whatever, right? So because it's, um, as as you're older, you get to see, okay, so I can see that and because everyone is, I guess, for the most part, I don't want to stereotype, is a little more left-leaning in California, you know. You'd be so surprised. They, yeah, yeah. For I, not California, I should just say the yeah. Bay Area. Um, so there is a a conscious effort to try to be as inclusive as possible. There is an attempt. That being said, um, it's it's been odd because in Minnesota, I mean, there. Minnesota is the most, um, I, I mentioned this to you, has the most like black and white mixed biracial kids in the country. It has the most, it's known for that. So generally, if you're like lighter complexion, there's an assumption that you're probably mixed, um, which is not how that should be an assumption, but that's mm-hmm. what it is. And then in the Bay Area, it's really weird. It's kind of the same thing. And it's sort of like, the roles are few and far between that are designated for African-American point blank period mm-hmm. and an African-American male. Cause I've taken the time to be looking at those things and I'll see a lot of African-American women, female, 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 but I, I don't really see as many males. Um, oh, I know. And so I, <laughs> yeah. Right. And now, and so I have had to, like, I know when I went to talk to my agent and she was like, she was like, yeah, I'm going to need you to um, start paying attention to anything that says ambiguous or mixed, because that's really how we're going to be able to get you into auditions and stuff. And I'll be like, I mean, I'll be like, well, I mean, I'm not technically like biracial, right? Like there, and she's like, I don't care. That's not the point. <laughs> and so I realized that I can't really get as many auditions and the things that I need, like the numbers that come in, if I don't submit to those things. Mm-hmm. Like I have to submit to those to get, because in the bear area, they're more so interested in ambiguous and mixed because they want their, their, their client wants to pick up as many races. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like, is it Asian ambiguous? If it's Latino ambiguous, Latina ambiguous, if it's black ambiguous, they don't care what it is. It just, it needs to look like there's a bunch of different races in that person so that the client can pick up a bunch of different. Is it like things. the Bruno Mars effect where everybody can look at him and be like, oh, and I'm represented. Exactly. Yeah. That is what they want. Shout and out to Bruno like, Mars out there. Right. I don't know yeah. if you're listening, but. Right. You are, what not, I yeah. It's, I, I think the best one is Jessica Alba. I think. She's oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I just watched her, um, like, Who Do You Think You Are uh, episode, and she's, like, 
she they've never seen anyone with that many mm-hmm. different <laughs> mixtures right she's everything yeah she uh, walks so people like what's her name from um event uh from gardens of the galaxy zoe zeldana who's the other one um uh, um, I, um she was in um Rosario Dawson? Rosario Dawson, her. Um, yeah. There's like all of them who you like, you can line all three of them up. You're like, I, she's definitely black somewhere. So, so here's it's like the all thing. the. <laughs> I know. So here's the thing. When I had to do in, in my business class, for my master program, when I had to do who's your type. Oh, I, I had to do that to too. List. It sucked. I hated yeah. it. I hated it. I had it. to list Rosario. I listed it. It could only really get. I had to list Rosario Dawson, and I had to list um, uh, uh, Zoe Saldana, specifically Zoe Saldana. Yeah, and but I wanted to list like I loved Carrie Washington, right? But also you have to know what else can you because you have to grab more. You have to grab more. Exactly. Right? Also, if you're the Carrie Washington type, they're if they want you or Carrie Washington. They're going to get Kerry Washington. Exactly. And that was the same issue I had because um, I don't look like anybody on TV. Now things are diversifying. Now we got people like Winston Duke and um, the dude from Get Out, Daniel Kalua. Um, how do you say his last name? Uh, him. Yeah, I didn't consider it close enough. Yeah. yeah. Daniel from Get Out. Um, there's a lot more people. But when I when we did mine in my senior showcase class, I had to put the kid from Raven, um, from That's So Raven, the kid who played Corey. Yeah. yeah I had to put Forrest Whitaker take away 40 years <laughs> I'm, and then and, that, and, they, and everyone was like yeah that makes sense and i was like yeah thanks yeah i was like i'll yeah. take four i'll take forrest i was like i'll be him that dude's dope he's a boss yeah. but like there's nobody that fit my age range whereas yeah. the white guys in the class they were able to name like 20 and i was like dang thank yeah. you yeah yeah so i mean i mean of course i I wanted, I mean, I wanted Terry Washington, right? <laughs> I yeah, wanted, she was huge, right? When you were doing your Meisner studio. Yeah, she was like the thing. Yeah, and yeah. I wanted, um, there, there, there are a lot of actresses, but I also had to, um, I got a lot of uh, Gina. I don't know if you know Gina Torres. So she's on Sounds Suits. Familiar. She's on oh, Suits. She's the, the partner, the like no-nonsense partner. So Did that, they ever give was, you Megan? Um, what's her name? Um, she's the princess from yeah her, her yeah you had to just pick they oh, were prince just harry, like, sorry my bad i'm uh, prince harry she's married to prince harry yeah prince harry yeah yeah, yeah so so I, I that's when um having a conversation with my agent about she was just basically like if you want to get more stuff you have to start applying to things to say ambiguous or mixed mm-hmm. um it doesn't matter if you don't see yourself in those spaces um that's what some people see when they see you so and so then i would go to auditions and it's like, oh, because then when I'm sitting around and it's like, you see every, you see every, every color in terms of on, on the spectrum, right? And it's just what you think, what they think is mixed, right? Mm-hmm. What they think is ambiguous, right? So, so I say that all to say, it's like, it's just been interesting because it's so, it's the same thing that there, there's not enough <laughs> there. You don't see enough of what you want and what you want to see. So you have to be like creative in going about it. And you have to be, you have to kind of, I don't know, you have to have a strategy. You have to have the strategy. And so, but at the same time, I think there, I guess we're in a market that's a little bit more, um, they're more understanding of, like they're more open to it of, of knowing like, but, but still there's just not enough roles (laughs) how often have you been able to create in spaces with people that look like you 
in the Bay Area? Not as much as I would like. Um, definitely not as much as I would like. I mean, I've had, um, I've worked with you. I've worked with um, uh, another director, writer, Tamika. She's in LA. Um, I've worked with people doing short films. That's always, um, that's, that's been cool. Um, so I guess I'm luckier than other markets, right? But it, it not as much as I would want, I should say. Yeah. You feel, um, so let, let's talk about Reunited for a second, just because I feel like that was the first time in a long time I had worked with a large, large majority of people that like just black people. What was that? What 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 was that experience like, and how did that differ from the opposite for you? Um, I think. And don't feel like I you mean, have to because I was there. I I, I I'd be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no. I think. I mean, we talked about it in that you you know I was I was talking about the the film that I had been in, and I had to be like this killer that had blood everywhere and had a fight scene. I had blood on my hair and then, you know, and breaking glass and all that stuff. And um, <laughs> and had to sort of communicate to the director because he wanted that. And then in the next scene, we would wash everything out and it would look normal. And I had to rely on our the makeup and hair artist who was a black female mm -hmm. to tell him that that's not really, that's not really, that can't happen, right? Because my hair was straight at that time. So if you add water to the straight hair, it's not gonna remain straight, right? And so, exactly. <laughs> so she had to like, and I was just, I had like a, a look on my face, like I'm, I'm pretty professional, but I had a look on my face that's kind of like- <laughs> I Look, I got you. I got yeah, oh. my, my yeah. way of it is like, uh, you know, um, I never I've seen have you, you've done face. that look to me before. <laughs> uh, yeah, I always have like a, uh, you know, so, and it's still very respectful, but if you know, you know that I have a question and I don't know if this is gonna work. Yeah. And, <laughs> I'm just thinking back to those moments where you've done that to me and I'm like, Elsie is confused. I need to, let me, let me, let me talk to Elsie real quick. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just like I have follow-up questions, but I need someone to ask me so that I can say it. Um, and so, so she just was like, she's like, no, it's okay. I got it. I got it. So she walks up to him and she was just like, um, so her hair is going to be curly if it's wet. So we're going to have to figure out a whole different way to do it. And he was probably so, like, oh, what? Oh, yeah. And yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Let's he, talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And he's like super progressive and super, I mean, he's, he's, he's very open and very, you know, he so he was it. like, he was like, oh my gosh, he was, he felt so bad. He was like, he's like, I had all these plans and then here I am just saying all this. And so, so, um, so that was different. Whereas when we, we were working on your project, you know, it's, it's different because you know, I'm, first of all, I wasn't the only one. We had other black females, right? So first of all, if there's anything that needs to be said, I don't have to say I'm not the only one. Someone else who's a lot more, they're bolder, right? And they're a lot more forward speaking, they would say before I would, right? So, and then not only that, it, it, I felt like this is something that we could even talk about, right? Whereas the other way, I was just like, I don't know how I'm gonna bring this up, you know. It seemed like every, it seemed like with your project that you were just speaking about, it seemed like you and that other black female that were there, that was your safe space. Yes. But I found with our project, the project itself was the same. The space. whole thing, 
the whole like, thing. We could talk yeah. about things and we could say things and it wouldn't be worried about like, oh, they're going to misinterpret what I'm saying. Yeah. Y'all, yeah. y'all were, we all, we saw each other in those moments because we had similar backgrounds. Yeah. Like we were able to like talk about things with the script and I didn't have to, and I didn't feel like everything I was saying had to be put in, oh, oh, he's black. It, yeah. That didn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was really great because, um, and I had, I have another project too with um, the director or writer that's in LA. Um, it's like that too. It's just because we actually have to do the opposite because we have people that are, you know, not of color that are in the cast. And so we have to remind ourselves, hey, 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 there, we can't, we, we'll say everything, but we also need to not, because there's something that we, you know, there's kitchen talk mm-hmm. that we talk that we cannot talk in other spaces, right? We, yes, white people, we have a different language when y'all ain't around. Okay, you don't have to be involved. But yeah, just know that it happens. Yeah, and, and <laughs> let's, be, let's be honest, they also have their way of talking about Oh, uh, but they do it in front of us and they do it to us. True, true, but they, <laughs> they, 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 I know for a fact that they do it, they're much more freer when they are with their friends and families. Behind their Twitter um, fingers. Yes, they say a lot of things that they would never say, um, and and they use certain words that they would never use, and, and and so while they're in their car around, listening yeah, to that yeah. Kanye West album from two thousand nine, they say certain <laughs> things they know they would never say in front of me. Yeah, yep. you know, and it's not, and it's not just it's not I'm not just talking about um you know white Americans. I'm talking about everybody, everybody else. Yeah. how they discuss black folk in mm-hmm. their houses. I know. Okay, oh, I know. They, uh, I lived in Long Island for a little way. bit. It's yeah, yeah. People, people talk. <laughs> yeah, so 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 well, we're we're not all aloof to the idea that mm-hmm. other families of color talk about Black Americans and Black mm-hmm. people a certain way at home. And so, but that's the same way when you're when you're with people who look like you, right? You you start you relax. You can talk, right? And so, if your director looks like you, if your your producer looks like you, if your writers, if your co-stars. So we had a really like open space of things that we could discuss without this sense of awkwardness where someone had to translate, right? And so um, so that's what I really appreciated. And that's why I was like, oh, this is dope. Like, I really like this type of situation, right? And, I, and uh, it's, a, it's a dream world. And for me, it doesn't have to be that everyone looks like me, but we, I also had this commercial that I shot and my director, was Indian descent, right? And of Indian descent. And she grew up in Oakland and she just knows, you know no, what I'm saying? Yeah, you guys and, have that connection. Yeah. yeah. So and so so it was cool. And then the people that she cast, one was Latina from Brazil and one was, you know, and it was just like, yeah, this is dope. And so we still are able to talk in a certain way and and get to the root of certain things, right? Um, Without feeling like we had to censor ourselves or or, or code switch. Um, So, which makes it hard to really be as truthful as you want to be, right? So. No, that's interesting. Um, I do have a question for you though. And this is something that just kind of came to mind right Mm -hmm. now. You mentioned you've been on projects where there's black writers, black directors. What, hmm, trying to word this because they're both, we, let me just add this caveat. We need both and we have to have both. Which one do you feel like would you rather have on a project? Would you rather have a white writer and a black director or a black writer and a white director? 
because I'm trying to think in my mind, I'm, I'm personally leaning more towards a black writer because at least, you know, the story, if, if it's, if it's a story that represents you, the black experience, I would much rather have someone that at least created a story that I feel like is honest. And then I can work with the director to get what I need if they don't understand it. What about you? Where do you land on that question? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't really need to have my director look like me. <laughs> uh, I don't need, I don't need to, it'd be nice. It's a yeah. luxury. <laughs> like it feels like a luxury. It should be normal. I mean, it is, no, let's, let's name it is a luxury nowadays. It's a luxury. Hopefully in it's 20 like, years, it's no longer a luxury. Yeah. It's yeah. like rolling in and having like seated, heated floors or you're just like, wow, wow, I'm living the life right now, right? Like, you're Ryan Coogler, like, Ava DuVernay, you guys out there, you guys are heated floors. Y'all are the boss. Can you imagine me Y'all are the boss. Ava? I know, I would like, oh my gosh, like I've done, I made it. No, nah, Ryan um, Coogler, I want him to direct me. I oh. have met Ryan. I had a drink with, we had a drink with Ryan at a bar. Wait, wait, and pause, mother- wait, pause, real quick. Wait, set this story up. I love Ryan. Ryan Coogler is, he is, that. I, that is, that is like the peak for me. Like that I, is <laughs> many different situations with Ryan. First, wait, you've met him I, multiple um, times. Mo- not multiple times, but first time was our acting group um, um, in our Meisner School in the Presidio. Him and because um, he's B. from Jordan. Oakland. Because he's from Oakland. Yeah, yeah. Him and Michael B. Jordan came to our school when he was doing Fruitvale Station. I was there, oh yeah, sick, obviously. Sick. Yeah, I wasn't there, but. He had requested he needed actors. And so my our our owner of our school was like, Yeah, I mean, he didn't know who they were. He, yeah. They were just like, Oh, we they were brand new. They were Michael B. Jordan had done a couple projects because no one knew who Ryan Coogler were. Yeah. yeah. They were like, Oh, we have a we have a film festival. Just some little film film festival. We need some actors. So a my little, a little project. Yeah, my owner was like, <laughs> our school owner was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you need? And just like, and then it came out and they were like, dang. And then um, I had a coworker um, who went to high school um, and grew up with with Ryan, and he was like, he knows that I, you know, I I love like I love all things film and all that stuff. And so me and the coworker were really close. And he was like, he was like, hey, um, I Ryan's mom's it's Ryan's mom's sixtieth birthday. That's always how it happens with black people. Ryan's mom's 60th birthday. Do you want to, do you want to come? And I'm like, uh, no, I, I said, no, I was like, uh, no, that's weird. I don't think I should go to that. I know. The person I am. I would have been there with the gift. You're like, Hey mom. I know, but I'm just such a like intense introvert. And I don't like, I don't even like parties. And I was like, I edit it. It's, a, it's Ryan. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm not doing that. And then our felt our coworker, you know, they're all guys. And there and they were like, "What? You're gonna go?" She's like, "No, you need to get out the house. You are going to that party." And I was like, "No." And they were like, "If you don't go to that party, they just threatened me with a lot of work-related stuff that I would have to do." So I was like, "Fine." So I go to this party at a church in Richmond. Okay, I don't I know it. nobody. I love it. I roll up in there by myself, and I'm at a party with all these church people. And Ryan's whole family is there. And so my coworker, he knows Ryan, his name's Nick. 
And so we're, we're all waiting for Ryan to come. He shows up and he's just like talking, you know, it's, it's chill. It's a church reunion. People are dressed up, people are in whatever. And then, so then him and I start talking. I have no idea how this happened. We're at the bar. We start talking. He like was talking about football and he's talking, I told him I was Nigerian. He started talking about Lupita. Like he was like, oh yeah, my friend Lupita. I'm like, wait, I'm what tired. year was this? This was only like two years. He, he had so just he got was, signed. He, he, had, he just, had just gotten signed on to do Black Panther. Got it. That's all I was saying. I was like, that's how he met Lupita. Yeah, he had just gotten signed on. And then he started telling me how Black Panther, like Wakanda is going to be based on Nigeria. And he was talking about the accents. He was talking about all this stuff. And I was why have you? Like, why has this never come up in conversation between you and I? Again, I had no business being there. I'm not even someone that like. It, to me, it didn't really happen. It was like so surreal that I was like, what? And you know, I was trying to be respectful because his wife, who yeah. he's known since high school, is, is was like right there. Yeah. You know, she was she was very aware of everything that's going on, yeah. right? And so. So, um, but he was just so nice and, um, and, you know, we stood and we talked for a while and then he had to go around and say hi to everyone. And then when we left, he was so nice. He was like, it's so nice meeting you and da, da, da. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I had a conversation. And the thing that I feel like your story is confirming for me is the thing that I've always respected about him is he does not code switch. And David Diggs, have you, um, have you seen his movie Blind Spotting? Yeah, of course, it's my yeah, favorite. Movie. Love that movie. Love that movie. Yeah, he was he was doing an interview and he was talking about um, Ryan Coogler, and it really made me think back to all the interviews I'd seen of him. If you trace back every interview, he's the same guy, the whole way through, no matter at the beginning of his career or at the peak or not. You, let me not say Black Panthers is peak because I think that dude still got ways to go. But at the height of his career, as of right now, which was Black Panther, he talked the same exact way. Like he's in interviews with like Marvel heavy hitters and he is talking just like this kid from Oakland and yeah, I was, respect that because so many people would switch they'd feel the yeah. need to sit up differently and like carry yeah. themselves differently but no he's like no nah, this is what you this is what you're gonna get and I'm gonna be me no matter what the space is and I respect that so much because I feel like America tells us and the and the society that we're in tells us and the art that we're in tells us we have to talk and act a certain type of way to work and he's showing that you don't have to do that and yeah no are he, loving he, what he's giving yeah. yeah he was very um down to earth very kind very respectful um me I I don't really like um it's gonna be really difficult for me to um I'm not the best at networking, um, mm. and especially now in the, in the creative field, um, I don't like having like one-on-one sesh with people that I know. Like, like I'm, I like to be very respectful. Mm. And he was he wasn't weird. His whole family was very kind. He wasn't rude. Um, and so I I don't know. I felt like I was just talking to like a normal person, <laughs> you know and and then it was at his mom's birthday party. So it was like, this is cool. But then I didn't, I, I never, I always forget about it because it didn't feel special. It felt like I was just talking to a normal person and trying to be respectful because I didn't want to come off like, cause I was, I was kind of really excited. So I didn't want to yeah. come off like flirty or anything. Cause it was like that his wife is there, his family is there. So I was very aware of myself and trying to make sure that 
I was very respectful and I didn't even have to like when I was talking to him it was it was just so easy to he was just like one of the homeboys because like I said I was I'm best I'm friends with his best friend so it was like oh you're just the homie you know That's and awesome. so it was it was really cool um yeah he's very nice very respectful very nice I love that. And I, we got in a tangent about um, this, this guy, but um, <laughs> real quick, back to the original question before we started talking about Ryan Coogler. So which one do you feel like is the, cause they're both important, but so I think we're both on the same point that you'd rather have a black creator create the story and write. Yeah. The story. I, would, yeah I would definitely rather have a, a black writer. Um, I, there are many times that I'm, I'm reading things and like, this person could be any race. It does not have to be a, you know, a white woman. <laughs> like it could be anything. Um, there's so many, there's so many um, narratives. There's so many experiences that we know. And if someone just like talked about it, we'd be like, oh yeah, I went through that. Like we were just talking about, but like no one's writing it. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the writers that we need to write it, the, the writers are, they've never experienced it. So they're not writing about it. So there's so many movie ideas, play ideas, whatever I do, TV show ideas that no one is writing about because the people who, the majority of people who are writing, they've never experienced it. They don't know what it's like to sit in an interview and there's a whole panel of people and not one person looks like you mm-hmm. and you are thinking to yourself, do my edges look good? Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about that. Mm-hmm. There's only one person. Well, I don't have to think about my edges, but I get what you're saying. Right, there's only one person <laughs> that can think about that and there's a black woman, yeah. right? So there's there's specific themes, right? And, and or do, does my hair look dry? You know, like there there's just, there are experiences that they can't experience. Like the same thing, like Ava DuVernay is going to be doing a new movie um, about the experiences of like Native Americans, right? That is not something that I can comprehend or understand, right? So we need someone to do that. And she's probably going to work with a writer that knows those experiences and she's going to direct it. And she has a little bit better of um, a, a way of interacting with that writer because she has some, she, she, she comes from a, a, a variation of being an other. So she can still like really help, you know, um, tell that story. So for me, it's just, it's more important for writers, hands down, period. But but if we're really breaking it down. We need it, we need it, we need to be represented everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. if we're really breaking it down. And not only that for me, because I have a different way of looking at things. Yeah, I am a creative, but I'm, I'm also more so someone that's in, in business and legal. And so I see it as that we need more studios that are ran by people of color. That's just what, and specifically- And we haven't gotten there in the conversation yet. Yeah, yeah. and specifically black people. And, and then in, in, in that space, and then in terms of those who are deciding um, which pitches get made into TV shows, the presidents of, of, of yes, studios, but of stations. Oh, there's a reason why ABC was able to have all those women of color, all that lineup, and it was so diverse and it was so pretty. Well, guess what? The, the, the person that was picking which shows that were going to be picked up was a black woman. And Are you so talking about she, during the height of the shot? Uh, yes, during that height. Yeah, it was a black the woman. Land. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was a black woman that, that, that was picking the lineup at that time. And so she made it. I mean, we had Quantico, which had, yeah. a, 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 had Priyanka Chopra yeah. as the lead female. Nobody, people, there would be black, uh, white executive uh, executives that would say, they said 100%, no one wants to see an Indian woman as a lead. They can't relate to that. Excuse me. Well, because me the farthest black- that Indian woman had ever gotten was the good wife. And I forget her name, but the girl who played um, Alicia's best friend for the first like four seasons or five seasons of that mm-hmm. show. That was it. And that was as far as she went. And she was the only one until that girl came around from Quantico. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's weird to me because for me, Priyanka... I could see myself in Priyanka. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, you don't, she doesn't have to be black for me to say, ah, I see myself. I see myself in there, you know? You, and then her character was, was, you know, she was soft, but she was tough, but she was complex. She was, you know, so I say that to say it, it's, yeah, even writers are great, but they, the writers don't call the shots. We need people that are decision makers to be diverse. And I'm talking about, execs top 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 um yeah because then because they're saying to themselves you have to you have to pitch to them why someone wants to hear your story whereas if you go to let's say that i was a a top exec at at anywhere Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to pitch that hard to me about whatever your story is about because i probably know it (laughs) a little bit so you're not sitting there telling me no no no. people are going to understand it's going to resonate it's going to sell because I can actually think that might sound, you know what I mean? Um, so, so that's what I think. Yeah. No, this is awesome. Elsie. Um, yeah, no, you're giving me some great, just like thoughts. Cause I had always thought about making sure that like we're represented in like, um, the, as obviously the actors, the directors, the writers, but one of the things that my thoughts had never gone to is no, we got to go beyond that. We got to get in the boardrooms. We got to be, we got to get in those network rooms because those people can't get hired the black directors, black writers, black actors can't get hired if there is not people in their corner from the top. And I think that's something we need to keep talking about. Yeah, and I that's the only reason why I, I went to law school is because I love entertainment and I like all things entertainment. And I know that you can't really do what you wanna do in entertainment if you're not at the top making decisions. We can't make, we can't affect the change we want if we only rely on the creatives to be diverse. It's not going to happen. It's just not gonna happen. You have to have those who are making the decisions on what get, gets picked up, who gets the funding, which movies get made. They have to look like all of us for us to get that diversity has to trickle down to the rest of us. Because otherwise if the creatives are just diverse, I mean, the creative creatives are just diverse, but you don't, there's no guarantee your story will be told. You just have a really nice diverse set uh, cast. Good for you. But what is that going to do? Because exactly. who's going to pick it up? Who's going to fund exactly. it? Which producer is going to give you 10 million, $200 million if they're like, I don't know about that story. <laughs> like, or you'll get, no offense, you'll, you know, you'll have to rely on particular stations um, TV one and all that stuff because it can only get to a certain level, right? Like, so no, no, no. Diversity has to start from the top, very, very top. Yeah. Let's turn the page from that one. I know. Yeah, let's turn. The page. Yeah, let's turn the page. Something <laughs> a bit more positive. Yeah. Um, 
So what we're going to do is um, we're going to do our little hot seat section. I'm going to ask you a series of nine questions. Elsie okay. does not know what these nine questions are, but the only thing <laughs> is she has to answer them honestly. I'm not, okay. not going to ask you anything that's going to embarrass you, I promise. Okay. Um, and just kind of answer these as quickly as you can. Okay. Um, you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I'm going to start you off with the easy one. Favorite movie? Uh, Sister Act. Okay. One or two? Both. Both? Okay. Um, okay, now since you're from Minnesota and you lived in California long enough, I'm sure you've experienced one, either of these. A snowstorm or a heat wave? Which one would you rather have? Snowstorm. Okay. What's a TV show reboot that you need? You're at you're at you're at an, you're at HBO Max and they're like you get to bring back any show you want, Elsie. Which one are you bringing back and get a reboot? Oh man, that's hard because all of them have come back. It's really ridiculous. Like everything has come back. You know what? Um, Kim Possible. Kim Possible, live action or cartoon? Live action. Hopefully, it's better than that movie they did. <laughs> they did a movie. Oh, yeah, they did a live action movie. It's on Disney Plus. I yeah. No. <laughs> um, I didn't watch it, but I saw the commercials. I was like, this is this is not what we needed. <laughs> well, I used to call people naked mole rat when I would get upset. So I would just be like, <laughs> Rufus, look at that. That's <laughs> shady as fuck. I was like. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> What's the best vacation you've ever taken? Ooh, um, I guess it's a vacation, but I was like in, I was 14 or 15 and we went, my class went to Europe nice. and I, I first didn't want to go because none of my friends were going to go because it was like expensive. And then my mom was like, no, you're going to Europe. And I was like, now in retrospect, having your parent tell you, oh no, you are going to Europe is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but she was like very adamant, like you have to experience this. And I went with my class. Um, there weren't that many of us, maybe like 10 of us. And we went with our father, because it was a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was like, I was like a teenager running around Italy and Paris by myself. Like, cause I, I don't like to do things in groups. I like to like do my own thing yeah. and my only child tendencies. And so now in retrospect, it was, it was really not safe. Like I was going in all these shops by myself and just like, yeah, but it was, it was fun because I got Europe. to experience Europe by myself. <laughs> what's the, what's the movie you're embarrassed to admit you've never seen? That you're embarrassed to admit it, like people will judge you. Like mine is The Dark Knight Rises. I've never seen the whole thing. What? I know. See, and that's why I'm embarrassed to admit it. Um, never seen. I mean, for me, it's like there was a there was a list of like like top like black movies. Like you're black. You you are not black if you didn't watch these movies. Malcolm and I was X. going through. Yeah. yeah, I was going through, and I was like, Ugh. yeah, no, I've seen a couple of those. And I'm like, dang. So like. I mean, I remember watching Friday Next. I remember watching, I've watched Color Purple. I've, I've watched a lot of shows, movies, but the issue is I didn't watch the whole thing through. Like I'm that person. So it's like, I know I know these movies and I, I, I know the characters and all that. But now if you ask me like what happened, I'll be like, so- um, Have you seen What's Love that. Got To Do With It? 
I've watched what love got to do with it, but I watched it on like VH1. And again, I will be flipping in and out. That's what I'm saying. All those movies, I like. So the question should be, name a movie you've seen that you haven't seen the whole thing of, and you just named like four of them. Got yes, it. Exactly. Got it. Okay. I see. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your greatest inspiration? Um, greatest inspiration. Um, First person that comes to mind. It's, um, I mean, I would say my, my mom is, mm -hmm. you know, she's in, I've always wanted to be the mini her. She's an attorney. So um, definitely her. That's awesome. Favorite fictional attorney? Fictional so like okay. people, movies, books, anything, play. Yeah. Growing up, I watched Perry Mason. Oh, my mom too. Um, which is like super old school, but I did. I, I used to watch The Practice, Perry Mason, Law and Order, anything that was um, a Chuck Norris. <laughs> I remember that show. That show was awesome. Yeah. I used to watch all the districts. I watched all of that stuff with my mom. And so, but Perry Mason, I really liked because he just made me, he's very cunning and and I, I don't know. That's weird that that's my idea of like- No, that's awesome. Someone Perry Mason's dope. <laughs> what was your favorite yeah. UPN show growing up? All of them. Which All of them. I lived- Pick a I favorite. I lived on that. Um, oh gosh. I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with, was Family Matters on UPN at that no, time? No, no, that was no. it. No, no, no. It was like girlfriends, Moesha, um, the Parkers. I liked, I liked the Parkers. I like the Parkers because of comedy. Um, I like the Parkers. I'll, I'll go with that. But I also liked, um, um, uh, what is it called? It's not. It? it had um, Kyla Pratt. Kyla oh, Pratt all of us. Made, oh no, no, one on one. Oh, one on one. No, no, one on one. Yeah. I love one on one. Yeah. Kyla's facial expressions, I like her and uh, that's a raven I would mimic in auditions. I just, I love that. Yeah. Let me tell you whose comedic timing we need to, we need to go back and apologize to her for, for not respecting it. Countess Vaughn on oh, Moesha yes. and the Parkers. Oh my she gosh. Was giving us comedy every, every episode. Every episode. She, she was on it. If you people out there have not watched Moesha or the Parkers, do yourself a favor, go get yourself treated to an excellent example of comedic timing. Cause Countess Vaughn was killing it with every look, every line, every step. People go, mm. perfect. Yeah. Look at you and just have the audience rolling. She was yeah. she was very talented. And not only that, not only that, she she wasn't stereotypically funny. Mm -hmm. I love when, when black girls get to be the nerds, get to be the weirdos, get to be the odd birds, get to be dumb, yeah. get to be ditzy and flighty and stupid and vapid. It, it's, it was good because they were like, yes, like she was vapid. Kim Parker, and just, Kim Parker. You know, She's, and the girl could sing her ass off. So, I mean. Yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes. And then the last question we get, we, we keep going on tangents, but it's fine. What advice would, I'm asking everybody this one at the end, what advice would you give to your younger self, but you're limited to 10 words? And you gotta fill all 10. I'll count them out for you. Oh, I can fill all 10? Oh gosh. Um, okay, who cares what people think or say about you anyway? 
That's dope. Say it one more time for the people out there. Who cares what people think or say about you anyway? That's it. That's awesome. I love that. That's a great way to end this section. <laughs> well, Elsie, <laughs> thank you so much. I've had a great time talking to you today. This has been, as usual, this, this part of my Sunday is always my favorite thing to record with people. And I feel like yeah. I've learning, I've learned so much, like just in hearing you talk and that it was like super inspiring to me. And you said some things that are really going to make me think. But um, I just want to, what's the thing you want to send our audiences out with? What's like that piece of inspiration you want to drop with them real quick? If they didn't hear anything else, but they're going to hear this, what's the thing you want them to hear? Um, oh, well, for, I just think it's important right now, um, based on everything that we just talked about. Yes, there are hurdles. Yes, there are obstacles. Yes, there are people who um, might not be supportive or made your your journey difficult, you know, they could be even family and friends. At the end of the day, and what we have learned from 2020, not all time, time is not guaranteed. So it does not matter what you have been through, what the obstacles are. Yeah, of course you're dealing with it on a day-to-day basis. Those who didn't support you, we don't have time to be, to waste. There's no more time. And so if there is something that you want to do, if there's someone you want to be, if there's a way you want to look, if there's some, whatever it is, you got to get on it. You got to get on it because we have learned and we're seeing that we don't, there's no time to waste. Nothing's guaranteed. So. I, 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 I couldn't have said it better myself. That, that. <laughs> That's the perfect way to send me into the rest of my day and the rest of my (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you to Kyle and Peter out there. Thank you to everyone that's out there listening. You all have a wonderful day. Have a nice day, everyone. This is Thomas Times and Elsie Arissa with Callbacks and Paper Jams. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.